You are listening to Thoughts of the Week. Everybody, happy 2018. <clears throat> hope that your year will be prosperous. Uh, hope things go well for you personally. I just uh, celebrated a birthday yesterday. My birthday. Yes, I share the birthday with Martin Luther King Jr. Also on the 15th, besides myself and MLK, um, actress Regina King. See, her birthday is on January 15th, 15th, to my understanding. And the boxer, one of the great boxers, Bernard Hopkins, also celebrates her birthday on January 15th. And so, um, this is my first time back for the beginning of the year. So we definitely want to say Happy New Year to you, you and yours, much wisdom, much abundance, much prosperous, much prospering. Alright, so we're going to get to it, man. We're going to talk about the genuine situation. Some of you guys probably been hearing through other news outlets, um, of course, the comment that uh, Trump made. Um, and we're going to talk about somebody you guys may not even be familiar with and what this guy has revealed, uh, Sean, Sean Parker. Uh, I think he used to be with the Facebook team with uh, Zuckerberg. And I'm going to talk about that in relation to what Zuckerberg just did. I guess he just did it recently um, regarding Facebook. Um, you know the uh, he was gonna try to make it as far as the news feeds, as far as um, people being shown or what they're um, posting on their post, their timelines being showed on news feeds. He's trying to make it. Uh, I'd just say, in my opinion, making it bad or worse for anybody business person wanting to be business related he wants to be more family oriented so to speak so he says and I don't know what's the reason behind that but um, I'm going to probably talk a little bit about that in regards to the Sean Parker article alright so with that being said um this broadcast is brought to you by More Intelligent University. You guys can go to payhip.com slash M-I-U store, that's P-A-Y-H-I-P dot com slash the letter M-I-U store. All right, or you can go to More Intelligent University dot thinkific dot com. Alright, so with that being said, also, I want to thank you guys for watching me live, and I also want to thank the replay viewers who are going to watch the replay later on, alright? So let's get into it, man. The first thing we're going to talk about, the first thing I'm going to talk about is this gentleman right here. Yes, the genuine situation. The genuine situation. All right. 
Wire, so and I'm sure you can check not only this article, but you can go to other articles. This is the Daily Wire, which uh, title is Watch uh, Genuine Accused of Transphobia for Refusing to Kiss Trans Women on Live TV. So, this gentleman right here, you guys might know him. For those who don't, that's Genuine, you know, this famous R&B singer. And I don't know too much about this dude, but he goes by the name now of India Willoughby. Um, what's going on? How you doing? Thanks for coming in. Share it with your people, by the way. Thanks for coming in. Uh, so this is Genuine. This is India Willoughby. Right? And let me know if you guys can hear me. I think the volume is pretty good. So, But, um, yeah, so... There was a situation, I guess I guess this is Big Brother, if you, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show that's been on for quite some time, but there's a um, a UK's version. What's up, chocolate, lickable chocolate, you better be a female, not no dude. <laughs> um, but how you doing? Thanks for coming in. So, again, there was the situation where... There was a little discussion, I guess, over, before I read the article, there was discussion from what I gathered, looking at looking at a little bit of the video, of uh, they had some discussion in the living room or something in regards to who would genuine date, would he date a transgender person or a gay person or whatever, and um, from the video I seen, he kind of, you know, politely like refuse like no I don't I just date women now so what's wrong with a, a straight heterosexual male saying that he dates just women women with women body parts nobody who turned themselves into a woman and people take that so offensively it's nothing wrong with that all right so as things went on, this guy here, or this, I'm going to say guy who's calling himself a woman now, India Willoughby, us give him India, that's what he's calling himself, gave him a hug, but Genuine kind of leaned over towards him, you know, kind of smoothing up against him, which I think he messed himself up by even doing that. He didn't have to do all that as a straight dude. All right, but that was his choice. That's what he did. But he kind of smoothed up to this dude, and so the guy hugged him. And then the guy was like, "Well, give me a kiss," and he was like laughing, like, "Oh no, no!" All right, it wasn't no mean spirited. No, it wasn't no cuss words from the video I seen. You know, going off on the guy, he just you know refused and laughed it off, like, "Nah, I ain't getting down like that." You know. But I'll be cool with you, but I don't get down like that. So then this guy, India, started making some comments like C and try to make it, turn it into something else. Well, first of all, what this India did, the India dude slash woman did was that was a form of sexual harassment, right? Because I guarantee you if it was genuine or some other black guy, went and grabbed a straight white woman or straight black woman and they didn't appreciate it, they'll be hollering out sexual harassment with the quickness. And then, of course, with all this, the Me Too movement and all that stuff, everybody would have joined in on it. It would have jumped on his case real quick, right? And don't lie and say that wouldn't have happened because it would. But as soon as he was like nah nah and, and pulled away all of a sudden he has a phobia transphobia right so let me read a little bit of this and see what we can comment on here tolerance is no longer about tolerating now it is about engaging in the issue at hand for example you're now considered an intolerant transphobe for re refusing to make out with a transgender person 
All right, so because he didn't want to kiss this dude, but she knew was a dude wanting to be a woman or dressing like a woman, trying to get features like a woman. He didn't want to kiss this dude. Now it's a big issue. He got a he got a phobia all of a sudden. The R and B. Let me see. Genuine found this out firsthand. The um the R and B singer appeared a uh, singer appearing on the UK reality show Big Brother is being slammed as a transphobe for refusing to kiss his male-to-female transgender co-star, India Willoughby, on live TV. Sexual harassment, that's sexual harassment. When discussing dating, Willoughby complained that Genuine would date women, but not him, claiming he really is a woman. When Genuine conceded that he would not date Willoughby if he knew he were trans, things escalated. I'm a woman, right? Said Willoughby. Forget about any tease or, I mean, y'all know what tease is, or anything in front of it. So on that score, you would date me, wouldn't you? Not if you told me you was a trans, replied Genuine. No, no, I'm not telling you I'm trans, Willoughby insisted. I'm a woman. A woman? Yeah, answered the pony singer. This, for some reason, promoted Willoughby to grab Genuine's neck and lean in for a kiss. Genuine appeared to be extremely uncomfortable at this moment and quickly pulled away. Genuine's rejection of the advances. Uh, let me see. Genuine's um, rejection of the advances came with backlash. He's now being accused of transphobia. You know how the saying goes, no means no, unless a transgender person is making the advances. Then you better comply or you'll be labeled a transphobic bigot. And then you have some reactions of people. Uh, people asking me to explain why not wanting to date a trans woman is transphobic. Trans women are women too. Come on, y'all. Y'all need to stop that. Genuine was asked if he would date a woman. That should apply to trans women, too. They're women, period. Can't believe people are so closed-minded. But like I said, if this man would have grabbed a, uh, a straight white woman, and then that white woman would have pulled her head back and caught all types of attitudes and would have probably... When as far as one of the press charges or if it was a black woman and genuine went to grab him and that black woman just didn't appreciate him doing that. Y'all be jumping all over his case. But when the transgender dude comes and jumps on, you know, wants to grab him for a kiss, then he has the problem. So it looks like there's like um the appearance looks like. There's a war on straight black men because in this situation, it was a white man. It wasn't a white man who was doing this, but it was a straight black guy who said he only dates women, real women with real women body parts who were born as a woman and who want to continue being women. That's who he, he would date. Now, another thing that comes to mind my thoughts for thoughts of the week is everybody's saying all these comments, but nobody seemed to care because this man has children from a previous marriage, from a prior marriage. So what would that say to his kids if he just would have went along with something like that? But yet his stance is that, you know, he doesn't get down like that, but he just would have just gave in and kissed this guy on TV. That would have been a victory for all transgender people. As far as him stand, having stand, standing up for what his morals are, and he has children. I think he has daughters. I don't know if he has any sons or not, but I think he has daughters. You know, what would that say to his daughters? What message would that send to them? First of all, they're going to look at him, or they were looking at him as a strong black man and he would have folded and done that what would that say about you know that what message would that send to his daughters 
then for your heartless people that are making comments and jumping on this case, what about his children? Why don't y'all just watch what you're saying for the sake of his children? Even if the, trans, the transgender people have an issue with it, why don't you, if you care so much about things, then you should care about people's children as well. And so why won't you not watch what you're saying when you say it? Maybe if you see him, have a discussion with him in person, but you don't seem to be as real as you seem to put out. <laughs> you know, not taking into consideration, though, this guy has kids. So, so much for the stand-up people you say you are or try to put yourselves out to be and holier than thou, if you want to put it that way, for jumping on this man for standing up because if you standing up for something, for whatever your morals are, as a transgender person, you want people to respect that. So why can't Genuine get the same respect? He just doesn't get down like that. Plain and simple. Respect that. And any other straight man who doesn't want to get down like that, respect it. Don't start saying, oh, he's a transphobe. And transgender women are women too. No. What were you born as? And you are changing yourself through surgery or chemicals. But what God, what did God create you as, first of all? All right. But if that's what you want to be, cool. I'm even cool with that. But don't be sitting here and jumping on straight black men who just ain't down with that. If they know you are transgender, you was a man and you want to turn yourself into a woman. They just not getting down like that. Respect it. Because as a, like I said again, as you being a transgender, you are a man and then you want to turn yourself into a woman. And then now you want to have values and morals as a woman and you want certain respects and then things like that. You want people to respect it. Correct? Well, then respect what this man's decisions are. And that's just plain and simple. All right. So. That's my take on that. I'm not even going to go any further. We're going to go on and talk about uh, your boy, Donald Trump. You all know the comments that he's made. You all know the comments that he's made. So what do you guys think about the Trump comments? What do you guys think about the Trump comments? Do you care? Probably should care. If you call yourself caring for people, then you should care. Because people is any race of people, wherever, whatever country you live in globally, right? That's just plain and simple on that one. So you all know there's a backlash and you're going to have your, your normal and then some you're going to have some new cronies that's going to stick up for them and try to change it and spin it regardless. Right? You know there's going to always be a a spin on it, a cover up, or having his back. So what do you guys think about that? Well, the first thing that came to my mind when I, when I um, heard that he said that is blacks from other countries, Haiti, any African country on the continent, um, any black people, period, that live anywhere globally, there should be no doubt in your minds at this point now. And those who are like um, Cubans and Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and those who have some 
um, I would say African blood in them at some point, from some point. You all should see now what this guy is really about. You have other white people saying the same thing, even some in his own party saying, calling him racist. And for those who didn't realize he was racist then or you didn't just didn't believe he was, and you just got to see how he's going to do because that's the, always the comment. Oh, we got we to gotta give him some time. We got to see how, give him some time to, to do better. Well, from day none, you know, before he became president, years past, he's been showing what type of person he is. And y'all are aware of his dad being part of the KKK. And so that DNA has just been transferred from dad to son in the form of Donald Trump now. And this should be no, no doubting whatsoever as to what type of person this dude is. That was, that was kind of the first thing that came to my mind because you're going to have some Africans going to come or you know, come from other uh, countries in Africa, and they're gonna come here and think he's a cool guy. Even you know, in spite of things he said in the past and his actions, but he continues to act out who he is and let people know who he is through his words, his speech, and his actions. Right? He's telling you. So at this point, there should be no guessing from anybody of any race at this point what type of person he is. That was my first thought. That's one of the first thoughts that came to me that anybody black from any country here or abroad, there should be no more guessing about this guy at all. And then now, from any time forward, if you continue to believe he's somebody that's going to be for you in regards to being for black people, then we're just going to sign you away. That's That was my, that was my initial thought. We're just going to sign you off. You're going to find out sooner or later when it hits you directly and you're going to want to come back to your people, your black community or who black people, whatever. And nobody's going to be there for you. It's just that simple. That was my first thought. Um, after that, of course, I started thinking there was going to, there's going to be some, uh, the normal, your normal cronies are going to stand up for them as usual. They're going to try to flip it and turn something and it's going to be so obvious. And I say at this point, why, so why is anybody so? supporting anything dealing with either party really because both parties are all the same they are they're down with the same stuff it's just one is being covert about it and the other one's being overt about it it's that simple uh let's see let me click on one of these articles here and uh see what we can get See what pops up here. I mean, so if you guys didn't know now, know by now, now you should know. No matter how nice he gets with you, if you even meet him in person and he gets an act so sweet, even when you get in person with him, still watch him because he'll still tell through his mannerisms. He's quick to hurry up and get out of rooms when there's certain types of people in there. You, I mean, you just can tell. There's no, there's no guessing about it. Let me see. What does this title say? This naked Donald Trump statue cannot be unseen. <laughs> I don't know if it has anything to do necessarily with the articles. Trump says he's the least racist person. When a person says something like that, claiming that hard, he that means it's just the, the absolute opposite. Because you rather go by, you rather pay less attention to what a person says and pay, look more at what they do. I remember there was a quote 
that I saved. I liked it. Um, it goes something like that. It goes as I grow older and I kind of added in like grow older and wiser. I pay less attention to what people say. Less attention. Not, not that you're not paying no attention to it, but you pay less attention to what a person says and you pay more attention to what they actually do. So, and that doesn't mean pay less attention to like when Donald Trump made that comment of shitless country, right? Pay attention to that and pay attention to his actions because it gets followed up with the actions, right? And so he can say all day he's uh, the least racist person, as it says here. Trump says he's the least racist person. And, of course, Anderson Cooper gave him that reality check after that. But sometimes these guys, I think they they get a little bit too light, these little news people. Even the ones that seem to go in a little bit harder, they don't go as hard as they should or can. You know, they still do their little lightweight rebuttals back and don't really go in hard on people the way they should. In response to... Reports that Donald Trump referred to Haiti and African nations as shithole countries. In a meeting with lawmakers last week, the president once again claimed he was the, quote, least racist person. But CNN's Anderson Cooper wasn't buying it. All right. And then you guys can go check out the video or articles where where uh, Anderson Cooper went in on Trump and broke it down. And there's records, there's even court records about him doing certain things, even with the um, housing, you know, renting the black people. So it shouldn't be no guesswork to that, man. All right. It shouldn't be none whatsoever. So with that being said, there's no need to speak on it too much. We're going to go into the final thing here. I wanted to share with you guys. I actually found out about this article probably several weeks, probably last year, really, sometime last year. I just was wondering when would be a good time to um, share it. And now, since I've heard about um, Zuckerberg's changing of the news feeds in Facebook and saying that he already knows that by doing that, there's going to be less people using Facebook, which... My thoughts on that, on what he's taught when he said that, he realizes once he changes the news feed deal about as far as what shows up in the news feed as opposed to people trying to promote businesses or products or whatever, and comparing that to people wanting to reach families and friends and post things and want that to be on the news feed. I was wondering right then and there, is this a, was that the reason all along? Like he doesn't really care about whether or not family and friends need to be seen on the newsfeed that he was trying to just push people trying to start businesses or already have businesses want to be entrepreneurs and trying to put out their products or their services. Was he just trying to push them out on purpose anyway? So they couldn't make money from the Facebook platform. Not that they was pushing them out like completely, but that's a start. Maybe use the news feed because the news feed would get get more word out and it helps their business and whatever, their services, products, by removing them from showing up on the news feed. And they probably will still show up on news feeds, but probably a lot less. Was that the plan anyway from the jump? That was just my... Um, critical thinking, my analytical thinking kicking in when I heard that. Was that was that really the plan anyway? He can care less about actual people because he's still going to make his billions off of Facebook anyway. All right? That was my initial thought on that. Then my next thought when I heard actually took me back to this article that I'm getting ready to show you guys and I'm going to read some of it. It brought me back to that and it made me my analytical thinking, my I was analyzing, saying, okay, could it be because this Sean Parker guy put this out there? And so 
now to not make it appear that what what Sean Parker was saying, he decided to change the news feed. So in case the backlash starts coming from that article, that he can already say, look, I put this in place, you know, to cover his butt, right? So I'm just going to scroll down a little bit. You see there's several articles with Sean Parker. I'm going to go to the Guardian article, but I'm just going to show you guys that these uh let me see that there you go that all these articles are here and let me grab my other camera i am recording this with another camera as well so just bear with me when i'm going back and forth with these things because i want both cameras the live periscope and my cell phone camera to pick up everything that i'm doing here and so like i said there's plenty of articles out here you got the uh, Washington Post, you got the Guardian, you got, I guess it's Engadget, Fortune, The Verge, Business Insider, CNBC, The Telegraph, UK, Vanity Fair, TheAtlantic.com, and of course another Washington Post. But I'm going to go look at the, I'm going to pull up the Guardian article, and we're going to go over that. But like I said, when I, um, here we go. When I first heard of Zuckerberg wanting to change the news, the news feed situation with Facebook, my initial response was, was this a ploy to get people from being able to sell and prosper and, you know, make their businesses better and get more customers? Was that the goal? So, you know, he can keep the money. And then my second thought was, wait a minute, I remember that article about Sean Parker, what he was saying about Facebook. And what Zuckerberg was really trying to do. So I'm going to show you this article here. All right. And it says ex-Facebook president. So he was the Facebook president for a while. I think it's a female now that uh, Zuckerberg um, put his president. But it says ex-Facebook president Sean Parker. And this is what he's saying. The uh, Facebook site is made to exploit human vulnerability. All right. And it says sites founding president who became a billionaire. Thanks to company says God only knows what it's what it's doing to our children's brains. All right. All right. And there he is. I believe that's Sean Parker right there. All right. And it says Facebook's founders knew they were creating something addictive that exploited a vulnerability in human psychology from the outset, according to company's founding president, Sean Parker. So I guess he's one of the founders with Zuckerberg. Um, or he was probably the founder and then brought in Zuckerberg or vice versa. Maybe, maybe they got together on it when they first came together on it. But it says Parker, whose stake in Facebook made him a billionaire, criticized the social networking giant now before i go on with that now there might be just being analytical again just reading that part of it i'm gonna read that again parker whose stake in facebook made him a billionaire so he became a billionaire himself and then all of a sudden now he wants to come back and want to tell everybody hey man this is really addictive and it's being done on purpose so Maybe he got ousted or maybe he has a gripe with Zuckerberg. And so now he's trying to get back at him. And he's going to do it by doing it, you know, doing it this way. That could be the thing. Or maybe he's just being genuine with it. There's always a chance of anybody prospering from something that's harming others. And then they just have a bad feeling about it. And they feel like they got to go tell. The same thing happens in the medical field where scientists and doctors came out and, and told that you know these vaccines are affecting black males in the worst way from any other race of children you know they just have in their heart something just comes out and they just feel bad about what they've been finding out or what they knew all along and they decide they want to come out and tell now sometimes that happens other times it could be a thing where somebody's going to try to get you and so to get back at them well i'm going to tell these secrets since you're trying to affect my money or mess up my life. So you just got to keep those things in mind. That could be one of the, that could be the case. All right. But uh, moving on, it says, um, 
to read it again, Parker, whose stake in Facebook made him a billionaire, criticized the social networking giant at an Axios event in Philadelphia this week. Now, the founder and chair of the Parker Institute for Cancer, Immunotherapy, Parker was there to speak about advances in cancer therapies. All right. However, he took the time to provide some insight into the early thinking at Facebook. The early thinking at Facebook when they was, you know, just putting this together. It could have been then. It could have been as it started blossoming. It still was in its early stages. So the early thinking at Facebook at a time when social media companies face intense scrutiny from lawmakers over their power and influence. All right. It says Parker described how in the early days of Facebook, people would tell him they weren't on social media because they valued their real life interactions. All right. You hear that, right? Parker described how in the early days of Facebook, people will tell him whether it's people they, that worked under him, work with him, um, people off the street. I mean, it doesn't say what type of people. So I'm going to add in the blanks being an, you know, analytical thinking here. So people would come up to him and tell him, you know, they weren't they wasn't on social media like that because they've still valued real life interactions. They didn't want they didn't value interactions between people on the Facebook or any app. You can say Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can go as far as saying here on Periscope. You know, there's people walking up to Parker saying, hey, look, I value real life interaction, like being with somebody in a restaurant, having a conversation with somebody sitting on the steps. You know, talking to somebody in a car face to face, they value that more than a social media interaction. All right. And I would say, OK, you know, you will be, he said. I don't know if I really understood the consequences of what I was saying. So I guess he was telling them from what I gathered, just reading that the people that were coming up to him, telling them like, hey, man, I still value personal real life interactions not this social media stuff interacting with people you've never seen before and just on social media i still value real person to person interaction and he told him well that's cool you can feel that way now but you will eventually value this social media thing and then he was saying like when he said it he didn't realize like man the consequences of what he was saying then he added, pointing to unintended consequences that arise when a network grows to have more than 2 billion users. Talking about Facebook has 2 billion people probably at any given time or probably they signed up. They have an account. Let's just say not. Let's say maybe 2 billion people don't use it are and on at the same time on Facebook. But let's say there's 2 billion people who have accounts or 2 billion accounts on Facebook. Okay, it says it literally changes your relationship with society, with each other. It probably interferes with productivity in weird ways. God only knows what it's doing to our children's brains, he said. Right? Let's see here. All right, so he explained that when Facebook was being developed, the objective was... How do we consume as much of your time and conscious attention as possible? Let me read that again. He explained that when Facebook was being developed, this was the mindset of the people putting Facebook together, including Zuckerberg, because if he didn't, he wouldn't have it move in that direction or they wouldn't have that mindset. So he's telling and saying, hey, look, this was the mindset when we was first coming up with this stuff or when we was first getting started as we started progressing it was like how do we consume as much of your time the people's time that get on that sign on to be you know, have a facebook account how do we consume as much of your time and conscious attention as possible so what they but then what they were trying to do is grab as much as attention and take up as much as your time they had to find ways to always get your attention to come on facebook to be on facebook and to like Forget about life around you, like real life interactions, like I read earlier, right? It's and to read further, um, well, it says, How do we consume as much of your time 
and conscious attention, conscious attention as possible. It was this mindset that led to the creation of features such as the like button that would give users a little dopamine hit to encourage them to upload more content. So if you put up some content, they figured, they said, well, this is how we can grab their attention and take up their time. We'll come up with this like button. So once you put something on Facebook and another person likes it, they hit that like button. It's going to make you feel so good. It's going to hit that dopamine. So they, they, they understand the functions of the brain. Apparently, somebody's been studying how the brain works. And so they was figuring out since since this is what happens in the brain and this can and if you do this, this is what happens in the brain. They figured, oh, we'll put a like button. On there. And it'll get them a little hit of dopamine because dopamine makes you feel good and get you up. So, of course, when you see somebody liking your stuff, you're going to like, oh, man, I'm going to post some more stuff and encourage you. It makes you want to psychologically like, man, I'm gonna put some more of the same because they like this or they like some more of this or put some other stuff and try this out because they're like that. And I think they've succeeded with that especially in the beginning, and now they probably have other ways of doing the same thing. It's not just the like button now. It's other stuff. It's the hearts. It's the emojis with the mad face, the smiley face, the laughing so hard that you tears are coming out emojis. So keep that in mind. All right. It says it's a social validation feedback loop. What I was just explaining when they figured out a way to get as much as your time to keep your time being on that Facebook page or anybody else's and your conscious attention. All right. It's a social validation feedback loop. Exactly the kind of thing that a hacker like myself would come up with because you're exploiting a vulnerability in human psychology. All right. I definitely want you guys to be checking this. You know, go back to this video again. Or read this article yourself. Like I said, let me go back up here real quick. It is from The Guardian. That's one of the uh, news outlets. You can read. I already gave you some others. But uh, I'm reading from The Guardian. And you guys can read from that or check some other articles out. But he's they're breaking it down, man. So like I said, they know they're understanding the human psyche, human psychology. And they're using that to get people to continue on being on Facebook. Now, like I was saying, with this news feed thing, is that why Zuckerberg started doing that to make less people want to get on the page? Because he, it was an article where he mentioned that he, he understands that by him changing the news feed situation, it's going to make less people come on his page. And so, like I said, one of the things that being analytical, using my analytical thinking... I said, oh, this might be the way he's going to, if this article that I'm reading to you guys right now comes out and it comes out more, this is how he's going to come back at everybody and says, well, I fixed that because I did the news feed thing. I changed it and it's not about trying to get people's attention. They're uh, taking up their time, as much time and conscious attention as possible. So that might have been the whole trick. All right. He could probably care less about families wanting and friends really wanting to connect more as opposed to businesses. He just was probably covering his butt about this article. All right. So it says Parker, who previously founded the file sharing site Napster, joined the Facebook team in 2004. OK. Five months after the site had launched. OK, so he joined about five months after the site launched as a student directory at Harvard. Parker saw the site's potential and was, according to Zuckerberg, pivotal in helping Facebook transform from a college project into a real company. All right. And a company is to make money. And so you want to push off people who are trying to make money by using Facebook, maybe Facebook ads. Maybe they have products they want to post and people still do it, but it's just probably not going to show up as much in the news feeds as it probably done in the past. And like I said, using my analytical thinking, analyzing that, he probably done that because of this article. 
in case this article spreads. It's already out, but in case the information spreads more. All right. So in 2005, police found cocaine in a vacation home Parker was renting, and he was arrested on suspicion of possession of a Schedule One substance. He wasn't charged, but the arrest rattled investors, and he resigned shortly after. All right. And looking at that, you know, that could be a thing in itself. It, it probably wasn't. He, they said he didn't get charged. But, you know, the cocaine could have been somebody. It could have been Zuckerberg's. Who knows? And maybe the whole thing was if he if he was going to tell whose drugs it belonged to, um, then that would make it look bad for Facebook and Zuckerberg. So maybe he wasn't charged. And people set it up that way so he wouldn't be charged. But at the same time, they got rid of him. You know, I'm just looking at different angles on, you know, why this guy, Sean Parker, is deciding to tell all this now. You know, he just could be mad, a mad dude. It could be that Zuckerberg dissed him, left him to dry because of this cocaine incident. Cocaine arrest incident is no telling. All right, so to read further down, it says, Thanks mostly to his brief stint in Facebook, Parker's net worth is estimated to be more than $2.6 billion. So you make all your money, Sean, and then you want to come out and tell everybody, but you, when you when you join them four months, uh, five months after you know, they launched Facebook, and y'all started talking about that the moment you realized that, you should have came out then and started telling. So... You don't, in my book, you don't get off the hook, all the way off the hook either. But you did put this information out. It's just what the reasoning behind it was. All right, he set up a, he set up the Parker Foundation in June of 2015 to use some of his wealth to support large-scale systemic change in life sciences, global public health, and civic engagement. So, supposedly... The billions that he's made, he's going to, he started a foundation to use some of that money to deal with large scale, quote unquote, large scale systemic change in life sciences, global public health and civic engagement. He might, that might be true. He might be doing that. He might be doing it on a small scale, but you know, you never get told what, how much exactly a person puts into something so they can keep it secret. And put in front of it off like they really care about, you know, people. Or maybe he legitimate, legitimately does. And so maybe felt like, I'm going to make this money and then I'm going to take this money and really help people. That might be the case. It's likely not to be, but it might be. All right. Parker is not the only Silicon Valley entrepreneur to express regret over the technologies he helped to develop. The former Googler. Tristan Harris is one of the several is one of several techies interviewed by the Guardian in October to criticize the industry. I might read that article later too. All of us are jacked into this system, he said. All of our minds can be hijacked. Our choices are not as free as we think they are. So keep that in mind. With that last line being said, it was something I was telling somebody and I've told the same person on several occasions. I said, people, we can get socially engineered to move in a certain direction and don't even realize we, you know, we we've been socially engineered to do it. And um, I was bringing up the fact, let's take laws, for instance, they can they can put laws in the place that only give us one or two choices to make. And anything outside of those two choices, you know, you get arrested or, or, you know, get in trouble for it. What's up, Mario Rocks? Thanks for um, coming in, man. Share this with your people. I'm about to get off pretty soon here in a little bit, but definitely watch the replay. I'm sure you will get some information out of it. And definitely thanks again for um, coming in. But like I said, this last line here, all of us are jacked into the system, he said. All of our minds can be hijacked. Our choices are not as free as we think they are. And like I said, I was telling somebody on different occasions how we can be actually socially engineered and um, 
to go to move in certain directions. And another thing that came to my mind, I always think about because I use razors to shave with, I think about the Gillette. The Gillette came with the three blades some years back, and that was supposed to give you a better shave, and it actually did. And I use it, you know, to shave to keep my head bald, a nice clean look. And then they came out with the five blade. And so that was even better. And and I think about how you can get socially engineered to even buy razors or to only have a choice of a certain type of razor because if that's the only thing that's out there and then they can that company can change anything at will all right so like i said it was gillette had the three blade razor and that gave you a great shave and then it was the electric when you press the button you know it vibrates so it really gave you a great shave that combination of the three blades and the the uh, the razor vibrating somehow made you know gave you a closer shave, a cleaner shave, a nicer look. Then they went to the five blades, and then they gave you that one little trimming blade to go on top of the five blades, and that also vibrated the power uh, Gillette razors, and that gave you a great shave. Now it seems like I don't see those on the shelves anymore. I don't see the power ones. They probably still they still sell the three blades and the five blades, but now they got the yellow cartridge one i forget what type they are i don't even use those but now they got that and i don't think this they don't have the power blade so if any of you guys bought the previous ones it was best that you have saved those power ones because you can still put the blades on them but they just don't sell the power the the handle where you press the button and, and it vibrates they don't sell those no more they still sell the same blades for them so if you were lucky to save your previous um razors that had the power things on them then you were in luck if not now you got to go where you engineered to get what's on the shelf now so we are actually being and i'm sure on day-to-day -day basis sometimes you don't realize it unless you pay attention and you watch what you're doing watch how things are going being observant you wouldn't even um pay attention that you're being socially engineered man so there you go there you have it that's my thoughts of the week and i want to thank you guys for coming in i want to thank the replay viewers and with that being said the replay starts now Welcome everybody to Komar Watches, where we sell men's and women's watches and accessories. And for the ladies, we have just for you, the Genova Platinum Gold Bracelet Watch. It is available for $12.95. For more details or to purchase this watch, you can go to payhip.com 